to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. It's a new month here on I Love Old Time Radio. Welcome, Old Time Radio fans. I'm your host, Virtual Vinny. You can interact with us via social media on our Facebook page at I Love Old Time Radio or on Twitter at I Love OT Radio. You can send feedback via the contact form on our website at I Love or you can leave a voice message using the anchor.fm app. If you enjoyed this program, please take the time to rate and review us at review.iloveoldtimeradio.com. Ah, uh, uh, don't touch that dial. There's excitement galore coming up in the next hour when you'll hear Mildred, the masked mother, say to her son... And who do you think was dressed up as the grandmother? Uh, Goldilocks? No. Not the wolf? Yes. Oh, boy. During another exciting episode of Chicken Man... He's everywhere! He's everywhere! The most fantastic crime fighter the world has ever known. I Love Old Time Radio produces a new show every Monday through Friday, each day with a different theme. Monday's Crime Does Not Pay on the Shadow. This episode originally aired on October 29th, 1939, and is called Phantom Fingerprints. Yes. 
I am a woman. Hmm, say, that is good. I am a woman. Sheer genius. I am a woman. Now, come on. Let's get down to police headquarters. Ready to see the rehearsal? Well, Cranston, as a matter of fact, I'm, uh, well, I don't care much for mystery plays, and as for rehearsal... Oh, grab him quickly, Lamont. He's slipping through our fingers. Uh, no, Commissioner, I want your opinion on the play. After all, I am, as you've told me so often, merely an amateur criminologist. I'd appreciate the judgment of an expert. You really want my opinion? Your invaluable opinion, Commissioner. Well, in that case, Miss Lane, since you put it that way... Uh... And the publicity agent thinks it'll be good for the show if you come to see a rehearsal. Oh, so that's it. So I'm just being used as a publicity guy. But good publicity, Commissioner. Here's your hat, Commissioner. And your coat, Commissioner. Well, I've... Uh... Come in. Uh, good evening. Oh, I... I didn't know you had visitors, Chief. Oh, come in anyway, Doc. Come on in. Miss Lane and Mr. Cranston, Dr. Kilgore. How do you do? How do you do? We've met before, Doctor. Doc Kilgore is our medical examiner. He's been with the force for how long is it, Doc? Forty years. Next Thursday, Commissioner. Yes, of course. And by the way, Doc, the men on the force are throwing a little party for you to celebrate your long service. Yes, I I know. And I appreciate your thinking of me, really, but I... You know, I just hate to be reminded that I'm getting old. Well, I, uh... Doc, I've been thinking things over, and I thought that the party would be a good place for you to uh, announce... My retirement? Uh, yes, Doc. Now, I have your pension papers in the drawer of my desk chair. I haven't signed it yet because I wanted to talk to you first. Well, hasn't my work been satisfactory, Commissioner? Doc, you're the best medical examiner in the country. But we're thinking of you. You've worked hard all your life. Now you can retire at full salary and enjoy yourself. Why, if I retired, I'd I'd be dead in six months. Now, Doc, that's no way for you to talk. I'm an old fire horse, Commissioner. I I wouldn't know what to do with myself if I didn't have my work to do. (laughs) But, of course, if you want me to retire, I'll do it. I wouldn't think of it, Doc. I was only doing it for your sake. Well, then, shall we forget it for the time being? (laughs) You see, I don't want to retire yet, Commissioner. Oh, forget it then, Doc. All right, all right. Now, I, I guess I'd better get along. Oh, uh, what is it you came in to see me about, Doc? Oh, uh, what? Uh, would I... you rather we left the room, Dr. Kilgore? Oh, no, no, indeed not. It, it can wait until morning. Well, we'll miss the first act unless we hurry. Uh, you see, Doctor, Mr. Cranston's play is in rehearsal tonight, and he wants my critical opinion. But if you want to talk to me, I'll be glad oh, to. Oh, no, but... no, indeed. What I have to tell you can wait, Commissioner. Oh, well, let's go then. Oh, uh, uh, by the way, Doc, those reports I wanted you to look at are right here on my desk. Yes. Now, you sit right down and go over them. There'll be no one around here to bother you at this time of night. <laughs> All right, Commissioner. We've got exactly 16 minutes to get there. We'll never make it. We will with the police escort, Miss Lane. Police escort? Wow! Did you hear that, Lamar? Yes, Margaret. Goodbye, Doctor. Goodbye. Goodbye, Goodbye. Dr. Kilgore. Uh, don't work too hard, Doc. No, I won't. And have a nice time. Thanks, Thanks. we will. <laughs> I'm going to work the siren. Oh, <laughs> well. <laughs> Now to work. Let me see. Where did he say those reports were? No, they're not here. Oh, yes, yes, of course. Here they are on the desk. Now let me see. Oh, yes, indeed. This is going to be a mighty interesting case. Well, that's odd. I thought I heard something. Hey, who's there? Uh, who's there, I said. I I can't see you over there in the dark. Oh, no. No, not you. 
No, 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 don't look at me that way. No, no, you... You could not. I'll call for help. Oh, please. Please, you... You couldn't. What, what have I done to you? Oh, please speak to me. Just... Don't just keep looking at me that way. Oh, you... You wouldn't kill me. Why, oh, you couldn't. That's a, It's impossible. I, I'll call for help. I just... Well, Commissioner Weston, what's your opinion? Well, I think you've got a mighty nice theater here. A mighty nice theater? I think Lamont's more interested in your opinion of his play, Commissioner. Well, of course. Oh, that. Well, uh, now look, Cranston, your villain is supposed to be a master criminal. Yes. He makes a foolish blunder, for one thing. Well, then... You don't think a master criminal would leave his fingerprints around, even by accident? Emphatically, no. Well, I don't see why. Uh, Mr. You're being paged, Commissioner. Yes, one of my men from headquarters. Guy, what are you doing here, Giles? Well, Dr. Giles, hello. Chief, I've got bad news for you. Doc Kilgore is dead. Dead? What? Why, we just left him two hours ago in my office. He's been murdered. Thirty-one. That's right. 
He was a tough customer, all right. Murdered about five people with his knives. Commissioner, before he started on his career of crime, he was a knife thrower in Vaudeville, is that right? Yes, that's right. He... Now, what are you driving at? And Dr. Giles tells me he performed the autopsy on him. Right, Giles? Yes, I'll never forget. It was the fall of 1931. My first big assignment after Doc Kilgore got me my job in the department. What's the murderer electrocuted eight years ago got to do with the death of the doctor? I don't know the answer to that, Commissioner. But there's an odd similarity in the murder technique. And as Dr. Giles pointed out, the weapon used on Dr. Kilgore left the same tri-cornered mark as found on Novelli's victims. Yes, everything is the same. Why, if I didn't know Novelli was dead and buried, I'd say he was our man. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute, gentlemen. I can see exactly what you're thinking. Killer Novelli comes back from the dead to kill a man he never had anything against. Oh, no, no, Grandson. All right. All right, Commissioner. Now, uh, what about fingerprints? As I told you before, Cranston, a smart criminal doesn't leave his prints around. Oh, but O'Reilly found a clean-cut set of prints right in the center of your desk, Chief. He's down on the files right now, checking up on them. What? On my desk? You say a complete set of prints was found? Four fingers and a thumb, all perfect. No smudges. Perfect? Well, you're very fortunate, Weston. We'll have the murderer within an hour, Cranston. I wish you luck. Uh, Chief, I've got the murderer. Here's the rat who killed Doc Kilgore. Molly? I knew your story sounded phony. I didn't do it. Dr. Kilgore was a friend of mine. You've got the police on us. Now, what is all this, O'Reilly? Well, I was developed in the photographs with the fingerprints we found in your office, Chief, when I heard a noise in Doc Kilgore's office. Yes. I rushed in and caught Molly red-handed going through the Doc's papers. And this paper was in his hand when I jumped to Let's see it. Sure, I was going through his papers. But I didn't kill Doc. I, I can swear it. Well, he was the best friend I ever had. This is getting to be most interesting. What does the paper say, Weston? Uh, it's a note for $850. Made out to Doc Kilgore and signed Charles Molding. Well, that doesn't mean anything. I, 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 can, I, I can explain this. Yes, I'd like to have you explain this, Molly. Well, I, I did owe Doc $850, but I, but I paid him back early this evening. He was busy in the lab and didn't have time to get the IOU for me. After he was dead, I realized how bad things would look for me if the note were found, so I went to his office to get it. Go on, Molly. Well, that's about all there is to tell. He lent me the money to pay off the men I'd been gambling with. I didn't want to lose my job, and I knew I would if you found out that I'd been gambling. You say you paid the money back to Dr. Kilgore? Yes, early this evening, and I swear I did. No money was found on Dr. Kilgore. Now I'll tell you what I think, Molly. You owed Dr. Money, and you couldn't pay him. He threatened to come to tell me about it and about your gambling. You got desperate and killed him to save yourself. I gave him the money, I tell you. I'll get you for this. Hey, Molly, 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 come on, get away. None of that, Giles. I know how you feel, but... Doesn't anybody believe I didn't do it? Take him away, O'Reilly. All right, Chief, come on. Come on, Give him a hand, Giles. All right, Chief. Ah, well, there you are, Cranston. You're convinced you have Dr. Kilgore's murderer? Absolutely. Motive and all. I don't think you have, Commissioner. There are too many loose ends. What about the fingerprints in the center of your desk? Why was the knife thrown in... How do you know it was thrown? Just a hunch. You can't convict a man on hunches. I've got proof and a motive. What happened to the money? There never was any. That was part of Molly's phony story. Oh, I see. <laughs> you know, Commissioner, those fingerprints intrigue me. Well, go to work, Sherlock Holmes. Oh, for me, I'm going home and get some much-needed sleep. Come in. I'm sorry to bother you, Chief, but is O'Reilly here? No, he's busy. What did you want? Well, it's about the prints, Chief. The ones we found on your desk. What about them? Well, I've checked them, and I've rechecked them. And they don't make sense. What are you talking about? The fingerprints we found on your desk, Chief, belong to Killer Norvelli. But he's been dead since 1931. <laughs>
excitement last night. I had about two hours sleep. Look at this desk, piled with mail. I'll never get through it all. You're missing something, Commissioner. There's a woman knife thrower on the bill who's simply terrific. I don't care if she is simply terrific. I can't... Knife thrower. A most interesting woman, Commissioner Weston. Madam Maria Novelli. Killer Novelli's widow, you know. Ah, Killer Novelli again. Cranston, if I hear that name again, I'll begin throwing things and it won't be knives. But, Commissioner, don't you think that... Think. Think. I, I'll... Go away, Miss Lane, please. Cranston, go write another mystery play or anything you want, but don't bother me. I got the murder of Doc Kilgore and I got a motive and that's all I need. I hope so, old man. I sincerely I really hope so for your sake. As for me, I've got a hunch. Come on, Margot. Bye, Commissioner. Goodbye. Margot, the shadow is going to pay Madame Maria Norvelli a visit backstage at the Lyceum Theater. <laughs> I can see no one. It is I, the shadow. You cannot see me, but I can see you. And you must answer my questions. Who are you? What do you want here, Mary and Novelli's dressing room? Who murdered Doc Kilgore, Madame Novelli? I don't know what you mean. Is it Killer Novelli? Novelli? No. No, it could not be. He is dead. Novelli was your husband? Yes, but he is dead. Dead, I tell you. That is the truth? That is the truth. He was evil. He killed with the knives, the beautiful knives. I teach him the great art to throw the knives, and he used it to kill. Who else have you taught to throw the knives? Ah, many. But there was one last year I taught him. He was very good. He learned quick. He learned as good as Novelli. I want him to join the act with me, but he... he... Go on. Go on. He say no. He say he got other reasons. What the uses for the knives? Oh, he is evil too, like Novelli. You aren't lying to me. No, it is true. Everything is true. What is this man's name? This man? Oh, no. That I cannot say. He make me promise not to tell. He say I'll kill you if you tell. You must tell me his name if I'm to help you. Oh, please. Please do not ask that. Quickly, Madame Novelli, his name. All right. I will tell. His name. His name is... Here, look at them. Just look at them. Look at what? Oh, and gloves. 
What's the matter with them? Well, they're ruined, that's all. Ruined. I just got them back from the cleaners, and they washed them instead of dry cleaning them. Now look. Yeah. They've ripped. Of course they've ripped. All the oil's been washed out of the leather. If they had any sense... Hey, wait a minute, Margot. Oil, leather, preserve... Margot. If the oil was still in the leather, the preserving oil, they'd still be good. Uh, the gloves, I mean. The month, sometimes, that's I it, think. That's it, Margot. Of course that's it. You've just given me the one link I need to solve the case. But how? I don't understand. What Remember you... I told you if I knew how the murderer performed his trick, I'd know where to look for him? Yes, but what... Well, Margot, right now the shadow has to make a call on a gentleman in a dissecting laboratory. Uh, 
kill himself. Again, crime runs rampant on the streets. And in the office of the police commissioner... Yes, Commissioner. Miss Helfinger. Yes, I am. Once again, rhyme is running crampant on the streets. It'll do it every time. Quickly, Miss Helfinger, summon the fantastic feathered fighter. Right. And say to him... Rhyme is running crampant on the street. Yes, then say to him... Go and quickly crush the crampant rhyme. Yes, for only... only you can crush rhyme when it's crampant. Have I forgotten anything? Nope, that pretty much covers it. I try to be thorough in these things. You were superb. It's a great responsibility. I'm dialing the winged warrior. Yes, thank you. And seconds later, in a small man-made underground cave located under the home of young shoe salesman Benton Harbor, a special yellow telephone suddenly comes alive. This is the uh, chicken cave. Winged warrior? Yes, I am. This is Miss Hellfinger. I have a message from the commissioner. Yes. Go and quickly crush the crampant rhyme. Miss Hellfinger? Mm-hmm. You may tell the commissioner that I have heard his summons. And you will hasten to answer his desperate call. Yes, so that the forces... Forces of crime and or evil will not escape unpunished. Right. And, and with... with one mighty blow from your enormous fist... I will wreak... Havoc. Is that what I wreak? Yes, that's what you wreak. What's wrong? That doesn't sound right. It's right. 
Yes, Commissioner. Miss Hilfinger, I did forget something. What? I don't know who he is, but I do know this. Oh, yes. Okay, let me have it. I don't know who he is, but I do know this. He looks just like... Reek Horror. Is it Reek Horror, Miss Hilfinger? No, that's not right. I, have I don't know who he is, but I do know this. Calls he looks just like a chicken. What's that, Miss Hilfinger? What was that, Miss Hilfinger? Just rhyme-running crampant. Wow. Can Miss Helfinger get this all straightened out in time? After all, that was a Gashinmanhurst we bird, and I'm is of the Tessence. Be listening tomorrow for another exciting episode in the life of the most fantastic crime fighter the world has ever known. <laughs> You're listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. Welcome back. So that's what a wealthy young man about town does. He becomes a playwright. And that's going to conclude our show here on I Love Old Time Radio. This program can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music. Stitcher, Spotify, and on our host, Anchor.fm. You can listen to us on your Alexa device through TuneIn or iHeartRadio. For a full list, visit our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com and find the best location that suits you. Like us on Facebook at I Love Old Time Radio. Follow us on Twitter at I Love OT Radio. Comments and questions can be directed to our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com or leave a voice message using the Anchor.fm app. If you'd like to help support this show, you can do so at support.iloveoldtimeradio.com or by joining our Vintage Radio Club and get an extra episode a week. Tomorrow we'll play a new episode of Our Miss Brooks and join us back next Monday for some more with The Shadow. For iloveoldtimeradio.com, this is Virtual Vinny, signing off.